It's 8 o'clock, everybody. It's Friday night. It's time for Pimtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yeah, exciting times. Yeah. We forewent the happy hour and melded it right in to the Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Just did it all together like crazy bitches that we are. What? I made pop brioche today. I've been high all day. You don't even know what brioche means. You're like, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell you about it. It's boring. It's dumb. It's pointless. I I deal a lot with yeast. I have a weird fantasy where I uh, scrape my vaginal yeast and I make it uh, into like a a proof. And then I uh, bake like pot. Uh, cinnamon rolls from Martha Stewart <laughs> and I make her eat my vag well so the the thing is that it's actually like the dreams I have are about me eating Martha Stewart's vag because I'm like oh I bow to you and I'll do whatever I'm not even a lesbian but if I was going to eat some vag it would be Martha Stewart's I have like this really great altar to her in my house when you walk in and there's like things that there's $10, the first $10 I made at comedy. And then there's a picture of Martha Stewart, those like tiny little things. And it's cause I like bow to her. She's the biggest, best feminist without even knowing it. Uh, she turned things that women were supposed to do and she made it into a thing we could make money at. Yay. Thank you so much. For being like, okay, she didn't create Food Network, but she kind of created Food Network, you know what I mean? That uh, And I've actually made a topiary of cranberries, and I've my fingers have bled, and so I feel almost black sometimes. I feel like I'm a slave to the patriarchy. All right. That doesn't work out so well, because I'm really white. Yay. And you peel away the onion of uh, you know, like racism. It's like, I'm a feminist. I've been... My life has been so hard because, like, you know, the white dudes have it above me. Like, when I want to, you know, I want to lean into the glass, you know, and I want to put my titties up against it. I just want to lean right in to the glass ceiling and be like, look at my titties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Feminism. Yay. So fourth wave feminism is like the Instagram feminism, free the nipple feminism, show my bush feminism. I'm not showing my vagina, it's just my bush. (laughs) Who's that super popular girl? Yay, she's a hot body, yay, feminism. So good. Uh, It's hard for me because I don't understand, like I don't like wearing makeup and I don't like dealing with like how women are supposed to be portrayed or whatever. And I think I hearken back to the times. Remember, remember like Lori Ankle's Wilder days when you couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut? Remember that? Wasn't that so great? The homesteading days where you had to like make your own butter and rape your own women. Wasn't that so fun? You, get the, you raped the Indian women, I think is that, that's how it worked. Uh, but you couldn't flash a hairy ankle. You couldn't even do any of that. Bloomers, big bloomers. Uh, and now... If you don't shave from your big toe up to your twat like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut that no one wants to sleep with. It's weird. It's like kind of wrong and weird. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Uh, I was worried that um, this one dude broke up with me because I hadn't plucked the hairs on my mole. 
on my left arm. And I was like, oh my God, he saw the hairs and he was like, that's so gross. And it's like, that's so funny that that's what I'd go to, you know, for why you broke up with me. Clearly it was the holes on my mole, mole hairs on my left arm, not my personality or my weird drug addiction problem, alcoholism. Couldn't have been that. That's not why it was not. It was the mole hairs on my left arm. Yeah. Good times. Uh, did you guys hear about Gillette? They actually have a new razor. And it has 17 blades for the closest shave. And the 13th blade is easily removable. So you can slit your throat in the shower. Because you'll never be good enough. <laughs> you'll never be good enough. You get it no matter what you do. You shave your armpits and your legs. You're never going to be good enough. I love the patriarchy. It's so good. Crinkle, crinkle, I know, such good. I, the patriarchy has a huge portion in the, in the Cheetos industry. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's known that only poor people like to eat Cheetos. <laughs> as a, you know, actually, as a calorie source, it's pretty smart. Because that bag probably has, I'm guessing, 340 calories in it. Tell me what the bag says on the back side. More? You say more? How many calories are in that bag? Okay, all right. And how many calories? 350 calories per serving? Give it to me. 1,200, 1,250. 420 calories. That's it? All right. How much did it cost? Did it cost less than $4.20? So that's less than a penny a calorie. That's really good. Actually, calorie for money on the... He's paying half a penny per calorie for that for those things that's really good no if you look at a peach like if you buy a peach and it costs a dollar but a peach only has 50 calories in it that's two cents a calorie so it's actually better to get cheetos in the puff puff they're the puff paw the the paw puffs the paw puffs are better than a peach because a peach is two cents a calorie, and those are 0.5 cents a calorie. Therefore, America, it's all about calories. Now, that's the thing is, so I have food stamps, and the only time I've ever been shamed for having food stamps is when I was at the Whole Foods right next to the park, uh, right by Hate, and I got some foie gras, a very small slice, and a lovely baguette, and two kinds of cheeses, and like some arugula for some pepperiness, you know, just like to mix it up. I think some raspberries too, whatever. So I'm going through the thing, and it's about 15 bucks, and you have to tell them that you're using food stamps. So they go, bam, she's like, oh, you have to use that. And she goes, foie gras with food stamps? <laughs> you're shaming me? Like, seriously, calorie for calorie, that stuff was probably like, I mean, it's really heavy calorie food. So I think I spent 250 on a piece of foie gras, but it probably had like 700 calories in it. So really what we're talking about is like 0.2 cents per calorie. So why wouldn't poor people eat that calorie heavy rich foods with their food stamps? I'm sorry. We're doing a TED Talk now. And now we've, we've gotten it too far into math. And I don't like maths. Maths are weird, everybody. Meow. Meow, meow, meow. Right? Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. Yay. It's like the precept of feminism. 
I'm so excited about Iceland because I don't know if you know about Björk, obviously, as a person who talks for Iceland. They are the first feminist nation in the world. It is illegal for men to make more money than women in Iceland. And the polar bear only steps in the same river once. We are all little beings in a tiny. It's real. It's real, though. Actually, uh, Iceland is the first feminist nation. We can clap it up for that. Yay! They made it illegal for men to make more money than women for the same job, and that's amazing, and we love that. Yay! Feminism is real. Uh, I was gonna, I'm like, we should all smoke pot inside. Uh, So here we are at Pam Tyson's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, Yay, it's still light outside, because it's June. It's like like we're all, um, what's it called when you're weird and you live in that place, it's the 50th state, but it was like the 49th state, or Alaska! We're all Alaskans. It's so light out that everybody gets confused. People are drinking whiskey after dark. Before dark, it's getting confusing, everyone. Your first, well, I'll sing the song and then we'll start. If you know how the song goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. I shouldn't cough with this new vaporizer, right? M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Oh! Your first comedian, he's excited to be here. Yeah, it's you. Because we're going to like do the open mic first and hang out. And he's a really funny guy, and you guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. Yay! Excited to do stand up. Every day is a gift and every opportunity, even bigger gift. Guys, uh, uh, I use the internet to explore my sexuality. That was a thing when I was a youngin. And so I'm either bisexual or I'm really, really into Harry Potter fan fiction. Because uh, that's, that's just great. Um,. I took a lift line the other day, and there were two other people in it. Uh, This one guy, he was talking, so I instantly hated him. Uh, What he said bothered, you know, what he said made me even more angry. At one point, he was like, yeah, I've been to Burning Man twice, which I just didn't like. And then he said, oh, yeah, I've been to a couple Indian weddings. Uh, They're pretty casual. You know, I feel like the clothes that they wear, I think they're called pajamas. And I was like, ah, I got so fucking pissed. I was like, "Mm, you might be right. I don't know that much about Indian culture. Uh, So I got to really connect with my roots so I can yell at random white people in Ubers and Lyfts. Just kidding. I only use Lyft because that's right. It's like super easy. I just... I was mostly using Lyft before. I think it was cheaper for me a lot of the times. Anyway, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's a thing. And then I clicked delete. Yeah, it uh, it probably doesn't do that much, but it wasn't doing that much for me either way. Anyway, 
I don't need. Eh, I probably shouldn't have done that spiel. Just we got in an argument, and I was just giving my quick rundown on why, because uh, he can't respond or that's heckling. Does any? Um, yeah. So I mean, I guess he's going next. I hope do this. Is, make your argument instead of making a set. Is he? Who's? What, what's the order? What's okay? Yeah, All right. On your toes, bitches. All right. Where was I? Oh yeah, I don't need. Speaking of that thing, I'll pretend I had not done that huge pause in the middle of the joke. I don't need white people to feel white guilt, okay? I don't need that from you. That's what sunburn is for. Uh, God is punishing you. You know, I'm. you feel whatever you want. Uh, what else? Oh, I don't know why anyone would ever send a dick pic. Like, dicks are the ugliest part of the body. I mean, sex is just hiding your dick in someone else. Like, you're putting it away. Like, I finally knew. There it is. Applause break. Oh, shit. I said applause break, and I got a second applause break. Look at this. One-eighth of the audience breaking out in applause. Mmm. You know what? I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking genius. Oh my god, everyone, everyone. I ride. I'm, I'm a bad cyclist uh, because I ride my, I ride my bike. I have a cycle. I ride my bike like I don't know every car could murder me, um, which is terrible. That's why I don't respect uh, motorcycle gangs at all. Okay, because you know how to destroy a gang of motorcycles? It's with anything bigger than a minivan. I once told that joke at a the clubhouse of a motorcycle gang uh, because I tell jokes like I don't know that any biker could just murder me. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. Someone once asked me if Indians were Asians, and I said, "Well, a map says yes." But then, upon further reconsideration, I was like, "I don't know about this because." Like, stereotypes about Asian dick sizes are kind of hard to disprove. Like, one, I can't just show you mine. And two, I can't insist it's average, because you'll assume I'm lying and it's small. And I definitely can't insist that it's large, because then you'll assume I'm lying and think it's really small. So there's not much I can do about that. So my current thing is just... Now we're uh, Indians aren't Asian. We're our, we're our, we're our own thing, you know. Subcontinent. It's a subcontinent, right? That's how, that's how penis size works. You know, the 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 Everest mountains protected it. Um, you know, now that I know, I recently learned that black heights and white heights are identical distributions, which makes me think that black dicks and white dicks are basically the same size. And that the only reason, well, I mean, then it's a long, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, it's a long explanation. Arjun Banerjee believes in Pangea. Yes, everything was the same size before the Tower of Babel broke it up. And now there are small dicks and big dicks and Asian dudes. They're... <laughs> Their pubic hair goes fing. <laughs> like it's not curly. It's like straight. And I've seen Japanese porn from the 1700s in pictorial form. And it's thing. 
It's a real thing. You haven't fucked, you haven't been with an Asian dude, dude. Their pubic hair is fucking straight. That's why they they black it out. They they fuzz it out because it's so weird because it doesn't curl like everyone. It's really egregious. I know, right? I know. It's so weird to be white and privileged. I just get to say whatever I want whenever I want to. Your next comedian has red hair, which means he can't give his sperm anymore to people to have babies. <laughs> they no more... Did you know about this? Gingers can't give gingers can't give sperm for money because nobody because they know everyone knows they don't have souls. It's so weird. <laughs> South Park said it once and then we all believe it. I'm just I'm like, of course, gingers, they have no souls. I you know what? But he's your next comedian's gonna bring it back. You're gonna love him, everybody. Max Eddie, yay! Yes, I have red hair. I don't have a soul. And uh, uh, speaking of which, yeah, I still have Uber on my phone. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Um, now, me, me and Arjun, since Arjun mentioned it, mentioned we talked about it, I figured I'll talk about it too. We were having a conversation about how I should delete Uber off my phone. Um, and his argument is, you know, they're pretty much the same app, Uber and Lyft. Um, and you have a chance to actually make a difference, to try to fight bigotry, to fight sexual harassment in the workplace, um, and actually like, be a part of something bigger than yourself for once. Um, and my counter argument was, I don't wanna! I don't wanna! I, I, I like it! It's, it's better! Uh, um, so who really won that argument? Um, no, I, I do think it's kind of weird, though, um, to, uh, you know, want to delete Uber off your phone because I don't, I really don't morally police all the companies I buy shit from. Like, um, I don't refuse to eat bananas because they're probably made in a really shitty situation in Brazil or something, you know? Um, and uh, uh, when, uh, uh, when the first person who told me to uh, delete Uber off my phone told me to do it. Um, I realized they still had an iPhone. Uh, and I was like, oh, so you morally deleted Uber off your phone that was made by Chinese slaves. Well done. <laughs> uh, very consistent position here. Uh, no, I, uh, I said that in my argument with Arjun earlier, and he had a great counterpoint, but he went first, so you're not going to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you started this, Arjun! God damn it! Um, the best part is, me and Arjun carpooled here, and we Ubered. <laughs> I was just like, if I'm buying, you have to hate yourself after. <laughs> exactly, that, that's true. Um, uh, no, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, uh, honestly, I, I think the reason that I'm not a big fan of, like, consumer activism is because all the people in college who were telling me to be an activist were fucking pricks. Like, um, uh, I remember, uh, the guy who told me to delete Uber off my phone, um, he went to the pipeline protest in North Dakota, the DAPL protest, which, first of all, 
how the fuck did you pay to go to North Dakota on a whim? Like, dude, like the single mother uh, in Oakland, California can't go protest Dapple. That's a fucking vacation for you, man. Um, but the, the worst part, though, is this guy posted a picture of himself on Facebook um, saying, like, oh, you know, Dapple's bad. It's going to ruin all these communities. Uh, and you know what the picture was of? It was of him standing away from the camera looking at a lake pensively. <laughs> Saving the world, you know? fucking clown. It's like he turned a very noble cause, trying to save people's water, trying to save people's fucking land. The, and the, the people whose land he's trying to save had that shit taken away en masse 300 years ago. And he turned it into a fucking marketing opportunity. Um, uh, he works at Google now. So uh, he's doing well for himself. Weird time to laugh that hard, but I'm not funny, so I'll take what I can get. Um, yeah, while I'm sitting up here angry, I'll tell you guys something else I'm angry about. Uh, I don't like when people have shit on the back of their cars, uh, like bumper stickers. Bumper stickers are the best way to express your political beliefs while cutting the value of your car in half. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, because I'm, I'm never sitting behind someone in traffic reading an end abortion now bumper sticker going, you know, you're right. I guess I'm pro-life now. Fuck, you got me. Um, no, I also really don't like when people have baby on board signs on the back of their car, because I wasn't going to hit you anyways. Like, I wasn't going to do that. It wasn't in the plan. Um, I just, I feel like it's passive aggressive. Like, say, say I had a baby, and I came up to you, Pam, and said, excuse me, Pam, please don't punch me in the face. I'm holding a baby! <laughs> just hit the baby. Um, um, I guess I wasn't pro-life for that long. <laughs> it was a, in the span of one joke, it just goes to shit. Um, but yeah, that's my time. My name is Max Eddie. Thank you so much. Max Eddie hates babies. Yay! I know. They can't do anything anyway. They're all... Nah, 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 nah. Barely hold their heads up. Those weirdo babies. Uh, hey, your next comedian. He has a show here every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. And it's called The Night Space. And you can buy his book on Amazon, uh, High Time Story Time. But right now you get to laugh at him. Yay, it's Arden! Thank you, Pam. I'm super duper high right now, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I do have the Amazon thing. Uh it's so funny because I'm a published author now, right? That's insane. It's 2017. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, it's not that surprising that I'm a published author on Amazon, right? Because the bar is pretty fucking low, right? It's like th there, there, there are uh, books on writing that are poorly written on there. You know, there, there are self-help books that just aren't helpful. Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. 
Yeah, just saying, it's not that hard to be on Amazon. Uh, but if you'd like to buy my book, it's available uh, for digital download on Kindle. Uh, it's High Time Storytime, Volume 1. Uh, yeah. I get a lot of weed sponsors now. It's it's phenomenal. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Clap it up for my sponsors. Uh, yeah. Uh, I work hard for them because I'm a whore. Uh, no, it's because I, I spent 11 years in advertising and marketing. And I... I the reason I'm not in it anymore directly is because I uh, nuked all my bridges. Uh, and I was like, how'd you do that? And I was like, well, it's real easy. Uh, I, I was uh, what they referred to as the white knight. Uh, I was the consultant to ride in on a Pegasus and tell you how you're fucking up your company and steer the ship back right. And uh, problem was, after a while, 11 years, I got kind of burned the fuck out. So uh, all my suggestions started becoming... Uh, have you thought of just selling heroin? <laughs> like, like you, you wanted to cut overhead, we can fire the marketing department right now because this shit just sells itself. <laughs> and uh, you, you were worried about keeping your customers. I mean, the retention rate on this shit is 23% uh, become lifetime users. <laughs> sure, it's a really short, shitty lifetime, but we got them for life, baby. Ah. <laughs> yeah. oh. Which makes me think of the other side of the business. So, you know, the other part of San Francisco is all the venture capital, all the money out there. And, you know, I used to work in high-pressure, high-money situations, lots of pressure. And people would say, Arden, relax. It's not like you're curing cancer. And I was like, how many of these VCs are, you know, at a cocktail party one day? Like, you know, it's not like we're curing cancer. And then someone from acquisitions comes over and says, uh, actually, sir, we bought a uh, pharmaceutical company this morning that uh, cures cancer. God damn it, Johnson. Get it off the books. Burn it to the ground. Destroy the company. Sell all of its assets. I don't want to hear. I don't care how many people will die. I don't want to hear about this while I'm having highballs with whores. <laughs> now get my self-driving Tesla. I have to be in Russia to suck Putin off in the morning. Anyway, uh, that's as political as I get. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. Uh, so where was I? Chuck E. Cheese's. Yes, I was at a Chuck E. Cheese's in Colorado once when a, I saw a heist go down. A heist at a Chuck E. Cheese's. Allow me to explain. Uh, you see, it, it, was, it was a two-man operation. Uh, meth head number one, uh, she went up to the 15-year-old pimple-faced manager and distracted him with a, co uh, with a combination of cleavage and lack of teeth. <laughs> meth head number two went over to the skee-ball machines and broke about three of them open with a crowbar and ran off with three rolls of tickets before people caught on. Yay! Now I'm asking myself two questions. Number one, why the fuck am I in a uh, Chuck E. Cheese's in Colorado? And number two, what are they going to fence those tickets for? More meth? Like, you're in a Chuck E. Cheese's in Colorado. It's uh, Oh, shit. Yeah, you could actually get more meth for skee-ball tickets in a Chuck E. Cheese's in Colorado. Anyway. Uh, I, just, it's, I see a lot of stuff, and I read a lot of things, and I got get in a lot of arguments. 
Uh, and I'll leave you this, with this little history lesson. This isn't a joke. This is just a history lesson. Uh, Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison were in a huge-ass PR pissing match uh, back in the day. And uh, uh, Edison decided to destroy Tesla's reputation. So one day, uh, and th remember, Edison lived in New Jersey, right? in a place that became Edison, New Jersey. Go figure. Anyway, so... Uh, he uh, decided to borrow an elephant from the zoo, buy a Tesla generator, and hook the tooth up in front of all the media. <laughs> and he killed that poor elephant. <laughs> and you know what happened? The state of New Jersey said, hey, give us one of those for our prisons. And that's how we got the electric chair. No way. Yeah. No way. Don't shit on my bit. Anyway. <laughs> That's been my time. My name is Ari. Get it up here, host Pam Benjamin. Arden. Oh, my Lord. Teaching us about, wow. Oh, that poor, that poor pachyderm. Uh, your next comedian. That's what they're called, right? Elephants. Thanks. I got, I went to college. Your next comedian did too. What a funny guy. He is. No, he's, he's uh, half of Destiny's Mom Comedy. They put on great shows all over, uh, usually at the Punchline and other places. You guys are going to love him up right now. He's going to do a super long set. Everybody, David Roth! Get up for Pam, guys. Yeah. Always amazing. What's happening? I thought this was a show about the Zodiac signs. The this is the fucking... <laughs> It's my birth sign month thing. It's not my birthday. My birthday is in July. I was like all fucking... I didn't realize this. What is going on? Okay, well, I feel, like, I feel like there's no natural segue. We're talking about Chuck E. Cheese tickets. Now I have to talk about Zodiac signs. Um, okay. Do you know what, what your sign is, Arden? Scorpio. Scorpio. Ooh. <laughs> what is, what's the... You don't... Do your fucking set. Do your job, you Jew. <laughs> you know what it means to be a Scorpio, right? Uh, really. It means that your parents conceived you in January. That's really all that fucking astrology is, right? It just basically, it's when you're born and nine months ago, your fucking parents had sex. That's all it tells you. Um, I'm a Cancer, obviously, for this show. Um, yeah, Pam only picked Cancers. Um, I like read somewhere that cancers are overly sensitive, which really hurt my feelings. Um, but no, I don't fucking, I don't believe in that shit at all. You know, because I feel like a truer indicator of who you really are isn't like when your parents had sex, it's how your parents had sex. Because I am a classic. You can tell, I am just a 100% purebred missionary baby, right? <laughs> Just straight down the line. It all fucking comes together. It all makes sense. My favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. Um, my parents' special occasion restaurant is the Olive Garden. Uh, and I could just tell, like, the moment I first tried stand-up, my favorite part, I just really loved eye contact. Like, yeah. Is it good for you, Pam? Should I slow down? Ah! Don't look at me too long. Fine. Yeah. Um, do you know what's what's your sign? 
Sagittarius, ooh, parents had sex in February. I took, I did note cards and memorized all the signs in nine months before. I'm, that's how much I prepared for this show, Pam. Oh my God, Sagittarius, and I use fun mnemonic devices like Sagittarius, I was like, Vagittarius, this makes me think of Valentine's Day. Parents had sex in February. I got fun little clues for all of them. You know how memory works, right? Memory palace? I've got a great memory palace right now. Throwing at me. Libra, Matt, Lieb, Hanukkah, December. <laughs> that's, that's the most impressive part of my set. Uh, yeah, but it's like nine months, so nine months later. I actually don't know when you were born if you were a Libra. I just know when you were conceived. I haven't gotten that far down the, down the rabbit hole of things. Um, but you seem... You seem pretty fun. I would say maybe you have like a little bit. Do you have a little kind of a wild streak, or am I just picking up on those vibes? I'm guessing you're like a cowgirl. No. Oh my gosh, she doesn't even want to look me in the eye, guys. Reverse cowgirl, okay? Oh, writing jokes for the cancer show. David's having fun. It's really weird to do like crowd work of jokes you've already seen for people you already know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look like the product of something not completely consensual. Sorry. I saw you come through the back doggy style. No, I can't do that anymore. Um, July baby. You're not, what, wait, are, th are there any other July babies in here or what's happening? Oh, you are? What, what's your birthday? July 19th. July 19th. Okay. Don't look, at, what? I know, I was asking your birth date, not your birth month, so don't. This, I'm on stage, dude. This is my... <laughs> This is my new place of power. Can you feel my Arjun Banerjee-like confidence as I fucking side-eye you, Matthew Quirk? Quick? Quirk? Quirk. Okay, that guy's fun. Oh, man, I'm so happy to be here, Pam. I'm trying to get better at acting. Could you tell that I was lying? Uh, no. I'm kidding. I'm ki no, I am, I'm really happy to be here. It's great to do a set in front of Arjun when he's told you that you've done that, sh that shitty joke for like a year straight, and uh, I'll do it again just for you. The Esther thing. You like it? Oh my god! By popular request, everyone. Uh, but this time I'm fucking acting it out. I'm trying to include emotions and not just words. That's my big. That's my big hurdle. Can I feel that joke? Can I believe in that joke? Well, let's try. Uh, <laughs> this is a great meta set. I. I don't want to do jokes. Let's just talk about what my set could be, if I felt comfortable. <laughs> Uh, Yuri's been helpful. He's trying to coach me and he told, he's like, whenever I sweat, I go like this, which apparently is a really inefficient way to like knock your sweat off. <laughs> just like, it's like, dude, just rub your arm and, or don't do it at all. But I'm just like, like some fucking, no. Um, what else about cancers? I'm just kidding. I'm doing the Esther joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, has anyone, have you not seen, you've seen the Esther. Oh my God. You've just, can I just do this for you? Yuri, shut the fuck up. Dude, yeah, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Fellow cancer gets it. Yeah, um, I've accomplished a lot in my life. You can tell by this Bonobos shirt and these Ted Baker pants. Um, I have. In college, I hooked up with two women named Esther in one semester. 
Thank you. Oh my God, she's impressed. Yes, I call it my Esther semester. Arjun's never impressed. Um, no, but <laughs> do you realize how hard it is to find even one Esther that is sexually active? You do realize that because I've said that line before. No, yeah. <laughs> I found two of them, guys. I found all of them. Uh, I'm so fucking Jewish. I'm just, I'm Jewish. I'm as Jewy as it gets. Um, uh, this is fun. You had a good set. You were really, uh, you you have good hand gestures, I noticed. I'm starting to pay attention to those things now. Um, it's really all about performance. Per comedy is really a performance art, isn't it, Arjun? Yeah, totally. <laughs> what? We do, I know. This really feels like I'm at home in, uh, in my basement, but it's fine. Those hot lights of mutiny. I'm kidding. I don't have a basement. <laughs> I don't have a basement. I have a two-bedroom rent-controlled apartment that my ex-wife lived in and now she left, but like it was more important to keep the apartment and live with shitty memories than just like go out somewhere new because it's, yeah, it's rent-controlled. So all, and it wasn't good for a while. Like women would just come over and there'd be like Yankee Doodle Candle Company candles all over the wall and just like fucking, there was like flowers above our bed and I think it just made women uncomfortable because clearly there was no masculine energy. Uh, me living there didn't help either. Um, I wish they had like a delivery service where you could someone could just bring masculine energy to the bedroom. Uh, that would be super helpful for me. Um, yeah, so my dad, uh, he's, he retired. He kind of got forced into retirement. Like it's a little bit of a sad story. I'm not going to get into that, but what I did notice like two weeks later is he brought home a, a 10 pack of jeans from Walmart called Faded Glory. That's like the Walmart signature line of jeans is faded glory. Like, how depressing is, like, that you're going to fucking, they're so cheap that you have to buy these jeans even if you can't afford them. I'm like, you might as well buy a pair of jeans called unfuckables at this point, right? <laughs> Just go into the store, like, there's a salesman like, sir, can I offer you a pair of unfuckables? Well, uh, do you got them in a 4830? Uh, sir, that's the only size we have them in. <laughs> Oh my God, finally got him once. Uh, I used to be, yeah, I used to be fat. Um, I thought losing, I thought this was like my teenage years. I was 240 pounds at 15. I thought like masturbating, just it was like that little teaspoon of weight that you lost before getting on the scale. That's what I was like, oh my God, I found, I like cracked the code, you know? There's like nothing going in and something's going out. Unlike food, that was really, that was a breakthrough moment for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> Everyone's seen my jokes, that feeling. Uh, I feel like I'm just like a meme up on stage. Like, never mind. <laughs> I, um, I've been going to a lot of strip clubs now that I'm single, and I saw my first ever Jewish stripper. I didn't even know they made those, right? Jewish strippers, it's very exciting. I walk in, she's like on stage, uh, she looks my way, and we make nose contact. Oh my God, so beautiful and anti-Semitic at the same time. Um, and she sort of like slowly walks up to me, the stripper, and she's like, so my name's not actually Raquel. It's Rachel. And then I came. I just, I couldn't help it. Just like 5,000 years of shared history just shot out of me. This is what Rachel liked uh, in her G-string. I put a $5 bill. Rachel was all about that. 
What she did not like was when I got changed. She was just not a fan, not a fan. Um, my folks live in Michigan, which is a really great place to raise a family that is chronically depressed. Um, Michigan has, I don't know if you guys know this, in Detroit, they have their own Holocaust museum. Detroit has a, like, the Holocaust was 5,000 years away. I guess it was just the idea of, like, I don't know, there was something more depressing than the Detroit. They just wanted to get, like, a, get a piece of that. Um, but it just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I feel like it has to be the only Holocaust museum when where you leave, it just feels like an even bigger Holocaust museum. <laughs> I love your noises, they're not laughs. They're just like, ah, I'm falling. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm just like, Detroit is a weird place to put a Holocaust museum because you already have like Jerusalem and DC and those have all like the grade A artifacts, you know? Like those artifacts are the shit. Those are like number one, number two, great Holocaust museum. But when you go to Detroit, it's just like the sort of Marshall slash Ross dress for less museum of like Holocaust museum artifacts. I'm, I'm imagining, you know, like there's like, you can, you can read Anne Frank's Dairy or like there's a sign that says like Hail Hilter. Just like some shitty fucking, I just, uh, this, is a, this is all in my head. I didn't know, I just didn't want to go to this fucking Holocaust Museum without checking it out, you know? So I decided to yelp the Detroit Holocaust Museum before going. Um, and I yelp it and I see reviews come up for this museum. And then as I scroll down, I see reviews for the Detroit Holocaust Museum cafeteria. That is, was that an outdoor woe or was that a woe from the back? Oh, okay. I was like, did a hobo just empathize? Um, yeah, it's just, it just seems like a weird, the first review was just from this guy named Chad H of this museum. His, his review was like, nothing to write home about, typical Holocaust museum fair. <laughs> typical, typical, ugh. If I just have one more bowl of Schindler's Bisque, ugh, so typical. Schindler's Bisque. Um, I was helping out my nephews with some math homework. I'm a good guy. I'm a really good guy. Uh, but you guys remember those word problems back in the day? Like, those things have not changed ever. This one was like, Carlos traded 90 mangoes to Maria for three donkeys. How many mangoes is each donkey worth? Like, my nephews live in Milwaukee in the year 2017. Why are they learning to barter in an 1850s Pueblo? That's, and who's the guy writing these? He's like, hmm, how can I make 90 divided by three racist? <laughs> you guys, you are never too young to learn about broke Mexicans, okay? Hashtag truth. Uh, my question though, do you think down in Mexico, they have white people and their word problems? Do you think Mexican math homework is like, Preston's mom PayPal'd him $500 for an iPad that costs $399. If tax is 9%, can he afford Apple Care? I don't know if this video is picking up on that. He's laughing just quietly, okay? <laughs> but there's joy all over his face. Uh, 
<laughs> Pan over. Um, I was trying to catch up on some movies. I asked my buddy. I was like, hey, do you want to come over and watch this movie called The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford? He was like, uh, maybe. What's it about? <laughs> that was my closer, Pam. That was my closer. It's been a fun set. It's been so much fun. Oh, my God. David Roth, everybody. It's his birthday month. Yes. That, that's the show tonight. It's uh, Can Cancers Be Funny? It's about comedians who are born in the month of cancer and people who survive cancer. Yay! And they can both be funny, maybe. Yay! Uh, your next comedian, oh, we know he can be funny. He's a very funny dude. His birthday is coming up in July, just on the cusp of the next one, but whatever. He's not wearing roller skates, which makes me very sad, but he's going to make you laugh. Either way, everybody, Matthew Quirk! Yay! Well, thank Yahweh for David, right? I'm down with your people. Thank you. Thank you for making, assuring us all that cancers can be funny, just in case something goes horribly wrong with this set right here. So anyway, Pam, I love these intimate rooms you deliver, man. I love it. I feel like I'm looking, I could feel like I can make eye contact with every single audience member. It's great. Uh, so, Arjun, I wanted to say something about your set. I, I was, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to Asia once, and they had those public baths once, and uh, they were like, look, he's got Irish dick, you know, like my little penis. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, how rude. Anyway, just made me think of that. I relived that experience. Anyway, it was just, gave me a flashback. So anyway, uh, sorry, I'll move along. And... Uh, and by the way, Pam, I don't care what you say about gingers. I can donate sperm. I assure you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right, just killing time up here. So, uh, cancers, right? Right? Is that where <laughs> I got that part, right? So, uh, you know, I, I hear this shit like, what's the, what's, the, what's the baddest? What's the darkest? What's the most dangerous astrological sign? And what, what is it? What do people always say it is? Like Scorpio. Scorpio, right? And our Scorpio just left, so I can't rip him a new one. But, but Scorpio, like, what the fuck? How? I mean, what's so bad about Scorpio, right? I mean, who here knows anyone that ever died of Scorpion, right? I mean, let's be real. I mean... Who here is afraid of getting, you know, skin Scorpio, right? Like, nobody, right? I mean, are you quitting smoking so you don't get lung Scorpion? Fuck no. Now, I grant you one single laugh is all you get out of there. I grant you cervical Scorpion sounds horrible, right? Right? testicular scorpion I'm not a fan right we would all probably die if we had esophageal scorpion yeah I 
To be fair, uh, breast scorpion sounds hot. That sound. It's a little. It's a, it's a little hot. But I mean, what's I mean, who? I mean, at best, what they stay up late, you know? Ooh, how dangerous and mysterious! I mean, what's so fucking freaky? And man, too bad Arden left. I mean, he's a perfect example of how Scorpios are not scary, dangerous, dark people. I mean, if he's their representative, I'm ready to throw down. Actually, the FBI did a thing. They like by they broke it down by astrological sign. Who's like the most criminal? Who are the most serial killers? Guess who? Number one on that list. Cancers. Yeah. We're the baddest sign. Yeah. All, you should all be swooning over us. We're those dark and mysterious, dangerous things. Yeah. What's up? Late to the, late to the party, man. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. Where was I? We are bad. My, my homie right there. We're bad together. So anyway, maybe I should move along from astrological science. I think I've made my point. <laughs> Clearly and definitively. So hey, it's Pride Month, right? Pride Month? Yeah. So I have an announcement to make for Pride Month, something going on in my life. I'm transitioning. I'm transitioning from an apartment to a van. Oh yeah, it's quite a transition. More of a van-zition. Oh, sorry. That's it. I'll take it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be so hard to, Dave, it's going to be so hard to follow that. I need to kill it so the next comedian can come up. So anyway, when you move into your van, you got to pare down your shit, right? So I was having a garage sale the last time I had access to a garage. And one of my neighbors is like, oh, where are you moving to? And I'm like, right there. I point to my vehicle. She's like, oh, you're moving into your car. And uh, I'm like, Jesus, how insensitive. You know, you think a San Francisco woman would be a little more woke, right? Woke, that's what you kids say, be more woke, right? So let me van-splain something to you all. Thank you. What is this, the workshop? (laughs) Comments are at the end. So, um... Yeah, so let me van-splain this, okay? Size matters, all right? It's a van. It's not a car. It's a van. It's a van. It's not a car. I guess I should be happy she didn't fat-shame me like, what's up, can't fit all your shit in a trunk? You hoarder. Fucking hoarder. So anyway, I guess what I'm saying is I need to take a shower, guys. Can I take a shower at your place? Is your place available for a shower? I got my own towel. Not a total deadbeat. Tally. I got tally. How's that warm it up? So uh, <clears throat> you got to look after your health when you're living in a van, as you guys would assume, right? 
got to take care of your health. So I had some gluten-free muffins, right? And, man, my guts were churning, man. I'm allergic to gluten-free, man. That shit's poison. Give me wheat like a man. So I, I had to get off gluten-free, so I, I started drinking kombucha, right? At first, I figured that's, you know, just like turnt wine and skunked beer that some genius mixed together and convinced us is snake oil. We bought it, right? We fucking bought it. But now that I'm drinking that shit, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking, man. It's causing major climate change in my floors and my faunas and my biomes is... And I am producing methane. It's horrible. So I got off of that shit, and I started eating kimchi. And I got to say, after experiencing kimchi, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans, man? How do you make cabbage worse? Freaking miracle. I eat that stuff, and it makes me Kim Jong ill. Thank you. So I told that joke and there was an Asian in the audience, right? And it wasn't an, wasn't an Arjun kind of, it wasn't no subcontinent, he was like a continental Asian, right? And uh, I, I go up to him and I was like, Korean, right? Because I can tell the difference. Because I'm a little racist, just a little, just a little. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Korean. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, I just smirched the one thing your culture has brought to modern civilization. He's like, oh, no way, man. I, I, I hate kimchi. I was like, yes, I'm right. That shit sucks. Anyway, <clears throat> I guess what I'm saying is I need to take a shit. Can I take a shit at your place? You guys can I use your bathroom, please? I need to. I got the shout. I, 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 okay, I can do that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I do, but I wasn't. I, it's limited supply, so I, thanks for you blowing it, man. I, was, I had free toilet paper. I was that close to free toilet paper. Uh, uh, so anyway, Pride Month, right? Pride Month. So Pride finally got all woke itself and uh, added a black and brown stripe to their vanilla sherbet flag that they have flying up there. And I guess they're proud of themselves for that. That's why they're celebrating this week. But I just have to ask, where's the freckled stripe? Okay, where the fuck is the freckled stripe? Because ginger lives matter, right? Am I right? I'm only kind of right, I guess, maybe. Yeah, so Pride Month, it's June. It's also Ginger Awareness Month, right? And as you're aware, I'm a ginger, right? And I got to say, like the man, right? He gives and he takes away, right? He gives and he takes away. Like when's Black History Month? February, coldest month, shortest month, right? He gives, but he takes away. Ginger Awareness Month is June. The sunniest fucking month, man. What the fuck is up with that? He gives and he takes away, man. That's how the man does you. He gives and he takes away. One fucking minute. Thank God. (laughs) 
I don't know what I really have to stretch this all out with. Um, let's see. I killed with the ginger stuff. I vansplained already. Thank you, David. Yes, I... Uh, rehash, just rehash. So, in closing, uh, cancer is much worse than scorpion... Uh, what were my killers? I forget them already. So let me vansplain something to you all. Stay woke out there, fellas. All right. Thank you very much. Keep it going for Alyssa Westerlund's dad. That's Matthew Quirk. <laughs> Sorry, that was me being funny. I thought that was cute. <laughs> All right, uh, so this is a cancer show, and your next comedian, uh, her birthday is not in this month, but she's fucking survived cancer. So what the fuck? If anyone can make fun of cancer, it's her. She owns it. She, oh, this is tip you in the face, cancer. Everybody, put your hands together for Jeanette Marin. Yay! That's the way it's gonna stay. That's the way it's gonna stay. guys uh, my name is Jeanette Marin um, I drink on the job and I'm a stay-at-home mom who's with me no my kids are ages eight six three and one whoa was right not so judgy about the drinking anymore are ya the only person you're gonna meet who's like jury duty tell me more yes it's changed my identity. Now people introduce me. They're like, this is Jeanette. She has four children with the same person. What? They step back. They're like, is it two and two, one and three? I'm like, no, we're 0 and 4 for birth control. Okay. I mean, I was raised Catholic, but that's not why I have so many kids. I believed in birth control. Birth control stopped believing in me. We could have named our kids. Oops. Uh-oh. What the fuck? And are you kidding me? Wouldn't that be great if we had to name our kids after the first thing we said when we found out? There'd be a lot of people walking around with the name shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't drink for me. I drink for the children, okay? Because being a stay-at-home mom is the hardest job in the world. Thank you, one person. For the rest of you, I will prove it, okay? Think about your worst day at work. Got it? I guarantee it did not start with your boss in the next room saying, hey, I got shit on my leg. <laughs> get to work. At least you get to go into work. I have a three-year-old who comes in and opens my eyeball for me. Says, mommy, it's morning time. Oh, good. I thought I was going to miss it. <laughs> you would walk out, okay? I try to walk out. They follow me. They're like, Mommy, Mommy, where are you going? Mommy, Mommy, can I come? Mommy, Mommy, why are you crying? The noise level alone, it's psychological warfare, okay? Sometimes when we're all in the car, I stop short just to get them all to gasp. Because <laughs> afterwards, there's that second of silence. Oh, God, that is a win for me. 
They tell you when you have kids, celebrate the little things. They don't tell you it's because you get no more big things. Okay, it's all their big things now. You better start enjoying the details. But they, you can't tell someone, celebrate the little things and then get mad at them for being day drunk. That's not how it works. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just toasting my success throughout the day. You know, like, um, I believe in miracles. Catholic, like I said. Every morning, I start out with water. Somehow throughout the day, just buckets of wine. Just <laughs> I celebrate the little things like, did I get carded? Then I'm going to order another one. <laughs> it's funny, though. I only get carded when I'm by myself. When I have all four kids, it could be a cart full of booze. They're like, oh, no, you need that, mama. They're right. I celebrate the things. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I celebrate things like, did you brush your teeth and take a shower this morning? One of them, shot, 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 shot. Like she said, I am a December baby, okay? My birthday is December 20th. So I celebrate things like, did I get a birthday and Christmas present? Drink until New Year's. I'm not spoiled like you cancer people, okay? You get a gift every six months, screw you, all right? That's why it's better to date a Sagittarius because we are bred from birth to have low expectations. <laughs> cancer, or Sagittarius, yep. <laughs> She's feeling it, right? Because she's, I'm right, right? Birthday, birthday and Christmas present. Oh, keeper. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, yeah, I'm not a cancer sign, but I am a cancer survivor. Thank you, thank you. That is the one thing that, that breaks that rule of you can't like celebrate the little things anymore because you don't get any more big things. That's the one thing that you can have a big thing, but you have to almost die to celebrate it. I found, I, I thought my cancer was hilarious, okay? Because that's the day that I learned doctors are just people who sometimes say stupid ass shit. From the moment of diagnosis, my, my doctor's like, okay, Jeanette, you have thyroid cancer. Your thyroid is a hormonal gland. Symptoms include things like weight gain, irritability, fatigue. Have you had any of those? I wish I said, oh yeah, if you looked at my chart. No, I said, bitch, I've been pregnant for a decade. <laughs> my Instagram profile could just say weight gain, irritability, fatigue. I know it was rude, but she just said one of the symptoms was irritability, so I could get away with it. And she's like, well, there you go. Lots of people have problems with their thyroid after they have babies. Not cancer, though. That's rare. Like I had won something. <laughs> I was like, doc, if there's two words a person does not want to hear in an appointment, it's cancer and rare. <laughs> right up there with like, whoops and huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And she's like, no, no, don't worry, okay? You have like a 90% chance of living five years. Whoa. Like that's supposed to make me feel better? I walked in with five years on lock, okay? It's not like I was gonna go to a job interview and be like, five-year plan, ooh, uh, maybe keeling over at the desk, fingers crossed. <laughs> no, but um, I was like, wait, 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 doc. Does this mean I get to blame my cancer? on my kids 
Okay, I was raised Catholic. I am no stranger to guilt, okay? I was raised with both Mexican and Italian Catholics, okay? My grandmothers could both in one sentence tell you that you need to eat more and you're also kind of getting fat. (laughs) One sentence, it was a skill. So I was excited to be a grandma and have kids and be like, you know, pull out all the good guilt ones, 32 hours of labor, I used to have hopes and dreams, I was gonna use them all. But now I can blame my cancer on my kids. I could be like, you gave me cancer, I give you broccoli. See how that works? (laughs) You made me fight cancer, I think you can handle algebra. (laughs) For the rest of their lives, it's gonna be like, oh, hi, honey, oh, it's so good to hear from you. What was that? Oh, you can't come home for Christmas? I hope the cancer you gave me doesn't come home for Christmas. God gave me the guilt gold mine, is what I'm saying. And the doctor's like, I don't think we can blame cancer on your kids. I was like, I think we can. I do. Stupid doctor. I mean, one doctor was like, oh, I'm going to make an incision like this. That is the international sign for I am going to kill you. She's like, I do this all the time. Don't worry. Oh, oh, don't worry. (laughs) If I told you right now you had a booger in your nose, you would worry, okay? (laughs) But you're going to cut into my throat, and I'm going to be like, oh, she does this all the time. Within two minutes, I saw her check for a booger. (laughs) I made eye contact with her. I said, you probably got it. I wouldn't worry. Uh, once the worst doctor though the worst one she was like don't worry Jeanette you have an easy cancer if I knew then what I knew know now I would have punched that doctor in the throat okay because there's no such thing as an easy cancer okay you get over a cold you you recover from the flu you survive cancer, okay? That's why you get a cancer card at the end. It's hard. You don't get a card for just anything. Like, you get a a race card because it's hard to have race, right? I get a cancer card because it's hard. There's no such thing as an easy cancer. I pull that son of a bitch out every day. (laughs) I pulled the cancer card out at the library because they tried to charge me $55 for a book about a duck. I was like, no, 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 I could not return this book on account of my cancer. Your move, librarian. (laughs) Free of charge. Shots, 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 shots. Celebrate the little things. I've been doing comedy for a while. I'm really loving it. Um, I came back because of the cancer, because I was like, oh, there's no tomorrow. I might die. Let's have some fun, right? <laughs> but it's kind of weird. Um, I, I find that um, after shows, I get a lot of um, odd things, odd people coming up to me. Like, I've made it clear that I'm married with four children, right? <laughs> but, like, I talk about it all the time, and yet men still want to come up and think that they don't have to, like, take care of those four children or... <laughs> Like it's, it's not like I'm in the parking lot at a concert going, tickets, tickets, because I need, I'm trying to sell tickets, okay? I'm not saying, got a dick, got a dick, because I'm trying to look for dick. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. People like to come up to me, and, t- and the favorite thing is to tell me how being a stay-at-home mom is not the hardest job in the world. And I'm like, oh, you want to fight. This one guy, he's like, come on, you mean to tell me it's harder than being a roofer in the hot sun of Atlanta? 
Like, uh, well, his job is harder at noon. My job is harder at midnight. I thought I ended the conversation there. No, he kept going. He was like, come on, that sun would drain you. Okay, now I'm mad. I was like, look, buddy, I get it. The sun would drain you. You know what else gets drained on the job? These tits. Every few hours for a year straight times four children, okay? At least the roofer gets a winter is all I'm saying. He started to talk again, and then I was pissed, and I just screamed at him, chapped lips, drink a beer, chapped nipples, I win. <laughs> that, uh, and now I had to add after that joke, please don't come up to me after the show and offer me chapstick for my nipples. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want to meet a person like you. I'm good. <laughs> I'll end on a wow. Thank you guys very much. survivor everyone else just born in that month no man she fought it she gets that card tell all those people to fuck off you know ah, i can't believe you have four kids it's the craziest thing is uh no one ever you actually don't get any social security being a mom you can be a stay-at-home mom forever and there isn't even social security and it's like so all your skills aren't valued it's like awful because you're doing the best skill of ever thank you for raising children yay I believe in it. I mean, whatever. That's why I'm never going to have children of my own because I love to drink. I'd be a terrible mom. <laughs> I'd be drunk all the time. Oh, that's so funny. I just, it'd be awful. I just, I, uh, I just, I have a fear of being that dance mom where I'm like, I always wanted to do something and never did it. And so now I'm going to be a reality TV show mom that's going to make you do it and you're going to hate your life. Yay! Your next comedian, he's going to hate his life right now because he's going to be our dance mom dancer right now. You're, you're coming in. Yeah. No, you're not going to do comedy? No. Are you? You are, right? No, you're coming to do comedy. You're a comedian. Do you not do it anymore? I do. Of course you do. No, but it's open mic slash we're going back and forth. Come on. Everybody, I'm, we're embarrassing. We're going to have to be like, you're Yuri, 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 Yuri Mikolevsky, Yuri Mikolevsky, come here together, yay! Fuck it, 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 I think we could all agree that uh, of all the mental diseases, uh, Tourette's is the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, God damn it, Pam. I can't believe you did this to me right now. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Pam, what do you want to talk about? I mean, sort of with Tourette's, now autism, I'm not even doing that. <laughs> do you think that, uh, okay, this is gonna be, Bad. Who do you think out of the comedy community actually has autism? <laughs> let's let let's make a list. Johnny, Johnny Corn. Who's that? That's right. He has. He's the one that does the who. No, we're trying to figure out who has autism. I think. I think Julie Ash might have a slight case. 
Okay, don't talk like that. <laughs> oh, this is on the radio? <laughs> Thank God nobody listens. <laughs> What'd you say? I thought you said something, no? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's, someone's crazy about him. Yeah. I think he's kind of cute, but in like an ugly way, right? What is that? There's some people that are like that. Not you, David. I'm staying in David's extra bedroom right now. Yeah. His divorce is working out really well for me. <laughs> I get a free place to stay in whenever I'm in San Francisco. And it's really beautiful. It's like North Beach. I have a view to Coy Tower. We watched Vertigo yesterday. Have you guys seen Vertigo? Great, great movie. Like, really stupid plot, but great movie. And then I got to go to bed looking at Koi Tower afterwards. Uh, all right, I want to tell you... I'm going to tell you a story. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you the very first joke that I wrote because I'm trying to really make this awkward. Uh, ready? Okay. So there's this older couple. They're having dinner. They're still in love. He can still make her laugh. She still gives him the butterflies. After they finish eating their pork chops, the wife slides over to her husband and starts fondling his crotch. About five minutes pass, nothing's going on down there. So she unzips his pants, takes out his penis. It's not great looking but she's used to it. <laughs> so she strokes and strokes and strokes. 10 minutes pass. She's old. She's got arthritis. It, it's getting painful. <laughs> she decides to just give up. They don't really talk and they go to bed. The next morning, at breakfast, she braces herself, gets her courage up, decides she's going to bring it up. She says, sweetheart, um, let's, should we talk about what happened last night? He says, sure. She says, I was, I was thinking maybe, uh, maybe we should go see a doctor. He says, smiling, you know, I was thinking the same thing. How much do you think it costs to get you new tits and a facelift? <laughs> that poorly delivered joke was the very first thing that I wrote. Okay, what else should we do, David? What do you think? All right, let's see what you got. It usually doesn't work in a small audience, but let's, let's try it. So uh, I was walking around and I came up with my own dance move. Would you like to see? I call it the spider web. The spider web. And it goes like this. You know, the hardest thing about losing your hair is that just when you make peace with how it looks, uh, it gets a lot worse. Uh, the, be the best part is that split second every morning when I look in the bathroom mirror 
and make eye contact with my estranged father. Uh, boy, let me tell you a story. So I, I'm Russian, I grew up there. And when I was really little, like four or five, all my cousins were girls. And their favorite game to play with me was they would put me in their little dresses and have me spin around in circles as they clapped. Yeah, they loved doing that. And uh, so did I. Until uh, Papa Simon came home, because he'd say something like, Stop dressing him! You're gonna make him into faggot! <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> how, did, how did those dresses do it? How did those beautiful floral patterns convinced me to love the taste of cum. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. It, do, it does combine my two favorite childhood flavors, warm oyster and zinc lozenge. <laughs> oh boy. Could you tell, like, when you guys first saw me, could you tell this is, uh, this is what a faggot looks like now? <laughs> we go incognito. That's how it goes. Now, most people can't tell. It's, it's hard to be gay when your favorite color is gray. Uh, but I've been, I've been working on it. I've been trying to improve uh, the tell. So I've been trying to work on my gay voice. I've been paying close attention to the flight attendants at Southwest Airlines. <coughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello there. Hi there, sweetheart. Hey there. Hi, ladies. Eyes up here, please. Thank you. Ladies, in case of a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen masks will descend from the ceiling like a warm summer rain. Please put on your mask first before helping your child, because isn't it time you put yourself first? Yes, 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 yes. Yes.
smoking's prohibited on this plane. Thanks very much. <laughs> performance art here wow yeah down next comedian uh i've i've been excited to see him a couple times this week at uh brainwash and it's been a good time you guys are gonna enjoy him right now everybody clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for rashad mungo how are you doing uni radio how we doing how we doing I thought you were going to pass out, man. I was <laughs> I was concerned, man. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in your eyes, man. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard or not, but uh, they're trying to start uh, planning for the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, right? Which is dope. Which is dope. But uh, we're done with hippies, right? <laughs> like, aren't we? Really? Like, I don't mean the principles they stand for, right? Like, I don't mean, like, love and peace and stuff like that. I just mean, like, the whole tie-dye, flower, not taking a bath bullshit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I just don't understand why you have to stink to support your cause. I don't. I don't see the correlation. You know what I mean? Like, if you have to stink to support your cause, then the way I see it... uh Fuck your cause. <laughs> Straight up. Um, like, it could even be some shit that I agree with, like Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Like, if you have to stink to be a part of Black Lives Matter, then, you know, maybe they don't. <laughs> I'm glad there's no black people here. That wouldn't work over too well in Oakland. You know what I mean? Um... No, like if you had to stink to support your cause, right? Like, and somebody came up to me with like a Black Lives Matter T-shirt on, I'd be like, "Fuck, uh, yo, man, um, all lives really do matter, my nigga." You know what I mean? <laughs> Take a bath. It's an easy fix, is all I'm saying. Um, I don't know. I get, I think I'm just worried about becoming one of those stinky people. You know what I mean? Because I don't really have any goals. Like, all right, I do have goals. I just don't have, like, admirable ones. You know what I mean? Like, even the drug dealers in my neighborhood have admirable goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, I asked one of them one time. I was like, yo, man, why you out here? What you doing this for? He was like, trying to put food on the table. Feed my seed. Respect. Like, you know what I mean? What am I supposed to say to that? Yeah. I asked another one. I was like, yo, what you out here doing this for? He was like... Trying to get my mom's out the hood. Give her a house on the hill. That one kind of made me feel fucked up, you know? Because my mom's been in the hood for like 50, 60 years now, and I'm just like, she all right. <laughs> she good, you know what I mean? Like, she's already been there 50, 60 years, you know? Honestly, what's another 10? Honestly, like I'm gonna work all hard, get her this big ass house just to like die in that motherfucker. <laughs> That's not, it's not very fiscally responsible, is all I'm saying. It's not a, it's not a good use of my time. Um, is that fucked up? Is that, 
That's why she doesn't call me back. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I just have weird goals. You know what I mean? Like I have weird goals. Like my type of goal, right, is like I just want to make enough money so the women that I date know that the word isn't pronounced Salmon. Because that's a class. She's looking at me. That's a class thing. I don't know if you don't know. You make too much money to know that. Um, I just want to make enough money to know that the, like, so the women that I date know that the L is silent. Because, like, we're grown now. It's embarrassing. You ever take a woman out to P.F. Chang's? Exactly. He's already with me. You ever take a woman out to P.F. Chang's and she orders the Szechuan Salmon? Like, really, bitch? That's what you think that says? Szechuan Salmon? So let me <laughs> it is. It's not how it's said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so let me get this straight. You could pronounce the word Szechuan. But like salmon is throwing you for a loop? This shit's not going to work. I don't care what Match.com says. That shit's not working. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to get better goals. Like one of my goals I said this year, right, is um, I'm just trying to dress a little better, get a little sharper, dress a little neater. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like my man said. Um, <laughs> the only thing that, the only problem with that is that every time I go clothes shopping, something happens that irritates the fuck out of me, right? Like last week I was at Old Navy and I just wanted to get some pants and a shirt. I go try them on. I take them up to the register, right? And I give him a hundred dollar bill. Do you know this motherfucker had the nerve to check it? Like to see if it's real. You know what I mean? Like, of course it's real, motherfucker. You think if I was printing my own money, I'd be shopping at Old Navy? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here, bro. Like, I'm printing up my own hundred dollar bills, blue face hundred dollar bills for some fucking fleece sweaters. Like, I'm not risking federal prison time for that. Like, that's not. It's not a good look. You imagine me in prison and shit, somebody being like, yo, man, what you in here for? Somebody's like, double homicide. What you in here for? I'm like, sweater vests. <laughs> it's fucking silly, man. It's dumb. Um, so, but, but despite all that, I am in a relationship now. You know, things, hey, give it up, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> things are going well, right? <laughs> But she's starting to get into like psychics and like mediums and shit. Like, I don't know if you know what mediums are, but mediums are the people that like talk to dead relatives and send you a message from beyond the grave, right? And some people believe in that, you know what I mean? I don't believe in that shit, you know what I mean? Not because I don't believe that sort of power is impossible. I just find it a little fishy that like they only talk to other people that speak English. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're one of the few people on earth that has this power, right? Nobody that speaks a foreign language is going to come and try to connect with you. You know what I mean? Like, and what would happen if it did, right? Like, a spirit comes out of nowhere and goes, Ayúdame, ayúdame. Necesito hablar con mi familia. Ayúdame, por favor. <sighs> Look, man, I only had, like, one year of high school Spanish, so... So you're shit out of luck, Esteban. I don't know. What to Wait for the next one. I don't know. What to um, 
another reason why I don't believe in it, right, is because everything is just like too familiar all the time. Like somebody will be like, uh, I'm sensing a G and a R. I am sensing a G and a R. And some lady will be like, Gregory. And then she'll be like, yes, Gregory. I sense that, right? I just want one time for her to be like, um, I'm sensing a G and a R. I'm sensing a G and a R. And the lady goes, Gregory. And she goes, uh, nah, bitch, Gurdeep. And like points to the fucking one Indian family in the back. <laughs> that was like just kind of halfway listening because nobody was talking to them the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be fucking cool. <laughs> um, I am getting older, I am a cancer, so my birthday is coming up, right, July 10th, absolutely. Um, so since I'm getting older, I just don't really pay attention to like pop culture like I used to, you know what I mean? Like I don't know shit going on, so I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Uh, maybe y'all can help me out. What the fuck happened to Macklemore? Like what fucking happened to him? Like. Three years ago, two years ago, he was fucking everywhere, right? He was like, you couldn't get away from him, right? He's like, he vanished. I have a theory. I have a, maybe he's in a thrift shop somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I have a theory, right? I think that uh, it was that one song that he came out with, right? He was like, um, the first line was, in the third grade, I thought I was gay, Right? Because we like to think that we live in a very progressive culture now, but honestly, everybody's not ready to hear that. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna admit, I was taken back too, right? Not because he said he thought he was gay, just because of the reasons he gave. You know what I mean? He said, in the third grade, I thought I was gay because I like to draw and keep my room straight. I'm like, yo, bro, uh, I grew up in San Francisco. That is not the criteria for being gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, you're way the fuck off. You know what I mean? I'm like, do you like dicks? Like, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. How do you feel about wieners? Do you like wieners? Like, I'm a, okay, I'm going to help you out, right? I'm going to say the word dicks, and you say the first thing that come to your mind. If I say dicks and the first thing that pops in your head is put them in my mouth, then yeah, case closed. You know what I'm saying? Um, but before I get out of here, this is my last little bit, um, I just want to say something that I feel like I shouldn't have to say necessarily, but I've also never heard anybody say out loud. So here it goes. Um, don't. Don't rape people. <laughs> like, just don't, you know what I mean? Just don't fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I believe that deserves an applause break. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, you know, just cut that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it's mean, dude. Like, it's fucking... <laughs> It's very mean to, to rape. And there's really no joke there. I'm just telling everybody here that can hear my voice, don't be a fucking asshole. Like, that's, you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Like, because not raping people is like, it's super cut and dry. You know what I mean? 
Like, I not rape people every day. I do that shit every day. I'm so good at not raping people. Like, I don't want to say I'm the best, right? But I'm in the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, a, you know what I mean? Throw my hat in the ring. You know what I mean? So if there's anybody out there tonight that is thinking, like, yo, it's Friday night. Shit might start getting a little handsy. Just do, just do what I do, right? To not rape. You ready? Watch. That's all there is to it. You know? <laughs> just don't. Just stand there. Um, so now that I put that message out there for not only the people here but the world, I just want to ask. Where the fuck is my pudding pop commercial? <laughs> I can sell Jello. <laughs> like I could really bring pudding pops back. Honestly, I could be like the new face of pudding pops for the new generation. Like, imagine it, right? Rashawn Mungo's pudding pops. Now with a hundred percent less rape. She'll <laughs> be. Everybody in here will buy a pudding pop right now. Right? I did that bit at a show last week and uh, some lady comes up to me and she was like, you know, you really shouldn't be taking shots at Bill Cosby like that. Right? Exactly. I was like, nah. You shouldn't be taking shots with Bill Cosby. (laughs) Especially, especially jello shots. (laughs) All right, that's been my time. I've been with Sean Mungo. Good night. God bless.
wanted nothing and everything at the same time. Who danced till sunup. Who caused the sun to set again with irreverent bow. Who rivaled the moon with gravitational force. Who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck. Who don't give a fuck. Who make. Who do. Who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs. Who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching. Who create from the soul of an orgasm. Who swagger even alone in the shower. Who fight with passion and love with passion and are passion. Who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution. Who would rather die than fall in line to conform. Who constantly challenge the norm. Who greet each and every day as if just born. I say to you I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact I know it best when I say to you I love you. The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sailing. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hey there, San 
Franciski. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! insatiable appetite for all things in life who scream at nothing and everything at the same time who dance till sunup who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow who rival the moon For those who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, 
and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born I say to you I know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact I know it best when I say to you I love you the Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high...